0: Episode 30, Doing the Uncomfortable Thing. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nahama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom and welcome to this week's episode. This is take two because the first one did not record. So let's try this again. This is episode 30. Really excited to reach this milestone. Uh, I've really been enjoying the process of recording these podcasts and I hope that they've been helpful and inspirational uh, and really excited to continue recording these episodes. So what I found is that I actually usually, um, record a podcast about a topic that I've posted about on social media. Um, And I guess it just, as I'm writing these posts, I just have additional thoughts um, and things that I want to share. So this week is no different. And I posted on social media about two different uncomfortable things that Ruvane, my husband, and I sat down to do. And that's what I wanted to share with you here today. Uh, I got a lot of feedback about it, and I think that it is a topic that is relevant for many of us. um, And hopefully, this podcast will kind of add value uh, to the importance of this topic. So, the first thing that we sat down to do uh, is to start our financial planning for the future, to think ahead, think about where we see ourselves, what we want for our future, what finances we need. Um, and the, th- the second thing that we sat down to do was to begin the process of completing our wills. Um, we used a, a great service online, uh, and I will link it here in the notes below. But these are actually two things that we've discussed in the past, and we haven't done them for a really long time. We've said we have to do this, it's been on our to-do list for a really long time, and when I sat down to think about why we had procrastinated doing these two things, um, I think there are two reasons for the two different things because I think they they fall into similar categories, but they're also different. I think the um, the roadblock for me in doing the financial planning was just a lot of unknowns, a lot of question marks about our financial future. In other words, there are certain things that are known, right? We have a certain number of kids. We know that they will hopefully have some kind of higher education, driving licenses, weddings, bar mitzvahs. Like Those are kind of the the known financial expenses that are in our future. But then there are a lot of unknowns. There are a lot of things that we haven't really given much thought to in terms of when we want to retire and what we want to do post-retirement, and do we want to stay in our home or perhaps move somewhere else, and um, and how many family vacations would we want to do, and kind of things that are in the future, right? And then, of course, there's life expectancy, and um, God willing, we should be healthy for many, many more years, but you also want to put away money for kind of a rainy day. Um, so that was kind of my hesitation in doing the financial planning. There were a lot of things that we knew, but then a lot of things that we didn't know. And I'll add, it's also very tedious. Like when you're going through your expenses and your electric bill and your Arnona, the municipality bill, and and all of those little things, it's a really tedious job. Um, And I don't know, I just didn't want to do it. So that's kind of the first topic that we discussed. The second one um, I am very clear on why I kind of postponed that. And that was just because every time we brought up the concept of a will and what that actually meant, like when we would need it, it brought up a ton of negative emotion for me, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, um, and it was just very unpleasant. And I just pushed it to the side. Questions of who your kids go to and their financial stability and, and all of that, I was just like, no. No. I like shut down. I my body responded in a very like physical way and I just I couldn't couldn't deal with that. So one morning we had a date morning and we just decided that we're going to be adults. I call it adulting, right? I said we need to do this. We need to get it done. It's been sitting on my sitting on my to-do list, sitting on my head like it's just really been eating away at me, and I just felt like I wanted to get this done. So we sat down. It took us three hours, maybe four hours, um, and it was pretty tedious. If we start with the financial planning, it was literally going through all of our expenses. It was contacting. I mentioned in my post that I contacted Hindi Ginsberg, who is an event planner, and I actually asked her, like, what is the cost of an average wedding here in Israel, um, I just wanted to like get perspective. We've done bar bat mitzvahs, obviously. There's such a range, but a wedding we haven't done yet. Um, and I just wanted to get an idea. I wanted to fill in some of those question marks. Um, and a lot of this planning is also kind of estimating, right? Like, as a coach, I I am very much into continuing my growth, and I love to go to masterminds and different seminars. So. I don't really know what that's going to look like in the future, but that's something that I accounted for, right? We wanted to go on certain family vacations. We accounted for that. I don't know what they're going to look like, exactly how much they're going to cost, but we had to do a lot of guessing and estimating, but at the end of a chunk of time, we had a solid plan. And we consulted with someone in our bank, and we we really took it seriously. And we were able to make some really important headway in terms of what we want for our future, where we see ourselves, and start to develop a plan of how to get there. Um, and I think that many people just don't have the emotional capacity to sit down and think beyond their day-to-day and look ahead. Um, And I know for us, many days, many weeks, especially now we're living through a war, it's really about survival. It's getting through the day. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about where you want to go. You're thinking about the here and now. You're thinking about who you can help and how to get through the day and um, how to help your kids get through this challenging time. Um, but I do think that, you know, and the truth is that we actually did this before the war started. Um, so just to, you know, I'm posting about this now, I'm recording this podcast now, but this is actually something that we did a few months back. Um, and I, I just think it's so important to also recognize where you're at. If you are currently, if you're listening and you're in survival mode and you are having trouble getting through the day and you're just super hyper-focused on, doing the things that have to get done right now, then this podcast is not relevant for you right now. When you feel that you are in a state of growth, where you are thriving, where you feel like you can look ahead and think about the future, that's when I want you to listen to this podcast and um, it will be more relevant for that period of time. The second thing that I had mentioned in terms of the wills and... Uh, And everything that goes along with that, um, I think that this brings up a really important concept of avoiding things that we need to get done because of the negative emotion that it brings up. And I want you to pause for a second and think about a decision that you need to make or a step that you need to take or a task that you need to complete where you think about it, and it immediately brings up a ton of negative emotion for you, whether it's fear, anxiety, overwhelm, um, any of those. And then you just decide to push it to the side. And that's essentially what I did for for years, for years. And we would bring it up, we would talk about it, and then I'd be like, no, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, and I think what I realized that morning when we sat down and and actually talked about it, and I'm not gonna lie and say that it was comfortable for me. It was uncomfortable. The questions that we had to answer, um, it, they were uncomfortable. like it, it was just very, very surreal. it's It's going to the worst case scenarios of your life and and having to to answer questions about them. Um, but what I will say is that, As I worked through that discomfort, and one of the things that I found really, I guess, comforting is that Reuven and I, my husband and I, were very much on the same page, and we were very aligned in terms of the answers that we were answering, and and that felt really good to me. It was very comforting to me. But at the end of the process, we were both okay. (laughs) We were sitting on the couch. We even were laughing a little bit, like, and and I think that, to me, that was a really important experience to know that sometimes you do those uncomfortable things, you do the responsible thing, right? And you're still safe, right? You're talking about the worst-case scenarios, but that doesn't mean that those worst-case scenarios are going to happen. They likely won't happen, but you're doing the responsible thing by taking care of it and and figuring these, these things out ahead of time. And I think what's important to recognize is the cost of not dealing with these issues. The cost of thinking about them, having that negative emotion come up, and then saying, I don't want to do this, right? The cost of that is that if God forbid something were to happen, you would not have a plan in place. And that is a very negative reality. In other words, you are avoiding doing something that will likely not happen because of the negative emotion that it's bringing up for you, but the cost of that could be not having a really important, significant plan in place in the event that it does happen. And I think that if we're talking about the cost of not doing it, there's also the benefit of doing it. And I think the benefit of the first thing, right, the financial planning is creating a life that you want. It's curating your life. It's intentionally deciding that this is what I want to do. We can go through our life and we can be responsive and we can deal with the challenges that come up and the curveballs that are thrown our way and kind of get through day after day and lead our lives that way. But we could also look ahead and think about what we want and where we want to go and then start making decisions now that will help us get there. And I think that that is essentially living an intentional life. Now, does that mean that things can't happen, that things can't change? Of course, there are always circumstances that are beyond our control, but that does not mean that we can't. Plan that we can't put things into place so that we can create the life that we want to create. And of course, the benefit or the upside of having a will in place and having those documents and those decisions made in advance is that if, God forbid, there is a tragic event that happens, then you're not leaving that for the people that you love, for your loved ones in your life to deal with that. It's things that you've decided in advance Um, And then with all the grief, you have things already set in place. And it totally makes sense that we want to avoid things that scare us or that evoke that negative emotion. It really does make sense. But I just want to bring this to light because as someone who has done that for a while um, and now has kind of overcome that to be able to do what I had to do, now I've created a lot of freedom for myself and I can put that on the side and I don't have to think about it and I don't have to worry about it because I've done the task of doing what I need to do and now it's compartmentalized somewhere else and it's not sitting on me on a daily basis, um, and that's a freedom that I didn't even think that I would have because I was so busy thinking about this all the time, day and night, um, and just worried and concerned and um, unsure about whether we're making the right decisions. Um, And the truth is that some of the decisions that we came to, I'm not sure about. But it's better to have an imperfect plan in place and just know that That's better than no plan at all. And just also enjoy the fact that I don't have to spend my brain space focusing on this because God willing, it will never be relevant and I will not have to deal with it for a very, very long time. Certainly not in terms of our children. God willing, after 120 years, maybe the financial part will be relevant, Um, but that's really my hope and prayer. And now I can put it to the side. But what I want to offer you is really the possibility of thinking big, of thinking beyond your here and now, and being able to plan for that future, the future that you actually want, not the future that's just going to happen if you continue doing the things that you're doing now, but being able to look ahead and then moving backwards. And we've talked about this in the past when we've talked about intentionality and we've talked about. Um, our future version of ourself. And that's what this really brought up for me. The importance of being able to see beyond the here and now, looking ahead and asking yourself the really exciting questions. When do I want to retire? Where do I want to travel to? What do I want to do with my kids? If you're single, where do I see myself in my career? Where do I want to live in the future? Right? Like, there are so many questions that we can ask ourselves, whether we're single, whether we're married, um, about our future and about where we're going. And then we want to ask ourselves are we on a path now that's going to help us get there? Because if you have a plan to travel the world, then you can't wait post-retirement to say, oh, I want to travel the world. Now, some people might have the finances to do that, but many people need to plan ahead for that. If you want to support your kids, that's something that needs to be planned in advance, right? Those are the decisions that you can make, and again, you can always change your decisions, but that's going to allow you to really create that life that you actually want. And I think that that's a really exciting prospect, but it's also really daunting for us. And I just want to remind you that our brains are very, very hesitant to explore the unknown and to explore the realm of possibility, Our brains are much more comfortable living the day-to-day, doing the things that we've done, going to work, taking care of our daily tasks, going on the vacation every once in a while. That feels very comfortable and very familiar. What our brain is a lot more hesitant about, is a lot more scared of, is that realm of possibility, exactly what I'm mentioning now, what I'm talking about. But that doesn't mean that it is not valuable as a goal, as something that you can aspire to. And we talk a lot about getting comfortable being uncomfortable, because the more that you're willing to dream big, the more that you're willing to think about that future, to be intentional about that future, to think about what you want to create, the more comfortable you will feel. And the easier it will get to ensure that you're on the path, on the way there. So I just want to encourage you to dream big, to think big, to consider what kind of future you want, and then to bring yourself back to the present moment and explore what do I need to do right now in order to start on that path so that I can accomplish that goal. I want to wish you a beautiful week, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you up-level your life, then reach out today. Visit NechamaWeiserCoaching.com for details.